Welcome to this week's edition of Island Recast. For more information on Grand Memorial Presbyterian Church or Pastor David, please go to gmpc.org. I'm always fascinated by timing. And not just like random timing, but timing that you can anticipate and train for. I think about the timing and the athletic abilities of football players. I watch football regularly in our house because we're big football fans. And it just blows my mind that a quarterback can take a football and literally throw it three, 35 yards, 40 yards, and like hit their target, which might be like a quarter or a dime, and nail it. Not only can they nail the target, but they also can time it, and they've timed it such that the wide receiver or the tight end who's running a route, and if you don't know anything about football, I'm really sorry. I'm just going to keep talking about this illustration because I think it's phenomenal because they practice over and over and they perfect the timing. Even on the line of scrimmage, there might be something in the defense that the quarterback sees and they change the plan right at the line of scrimmage and they call what, what's called an audible And everyone on the team knows we're changing our routes right now. The the ball is snapped. The play's in motion. Before the receiver or tight end or whoever's going to receive the ball gets to that location, that ball is tossed. It's thrown. Because they know that they've worked out the timing such that when the receiver gets to that spot, they're going to be met by the ball. And hopefully they catch it, right? And they work this timing out over and over and over again so that they get it just right. Okay, so if that made no sense to you because you don't like football, let's think about the business world, right? If you're investing in anything, the timing of buying and selling means could mean profit or loss. Sometimes large profit, sometimes large losses. Someone told me last service, well, Pastor John, what about curling? They need timing. And I'm like, I don't know anything about curling, so I can't can't use that example. (laughs) But even in our lives, we try and set times for appointments, for things to happen. When you're in elementary school and in middle school and high school, you have to be on time to class, that there is a time for you to be there. But what happens when our timing goes awry? When our timing seems less than perfect? When our timing just simply fails? And the rhythm that we were in becomes discombobulated. And that rhythm that we have enjoyed is no more. Maybe there's a new rhythm that God is preparing us for or preparing you for. And what does it take? How do you get to that space of this new adopted rhythm? I was thinking about, you know, students. We, those of us who are no longer in school, we remember the the time and the rhythm. We were there for six, seven, eight months in a classroom and we're taught the rhythm of the teacher and 
and all of the wonderful things that go with learning and we sit down and we get out our pencils and notebooks and then we stop that rhythm and we start a new one. But when we get a little bit older and we're no longer used to that regular change and that regular shift of a new classroom, we get real comfortable. And then when change happens, it can be really hard. And in the church especially, in the church especially, change is difficult. And I had to think about why the change in the church was so difficult. It might be because the world around us is changing so rapidly that every time we turn on the television, every time we go into a store, there's something new that's vying for our attention. Something is always shifting and changing. And the rhythm of time in the church is beautiful because it's what we're used to and we enjoy it. And it's comforting to come into the sanctuary and be met by the same people, the same smiling faces, the same pattern and rhythm that we've come to love and enjoy because it challenges us to grow spiritually. What happens when that changes? What do we do? Where do we go? And I can't say how excited I am about the foundation that is set beneath your feet. You have heard over and over, how many churches are there in Coronado? One. You have a firm foundation built on Christ. And that when the wind blows, when change comes, where do we dig our roots into? Where do we hold tight to the foundation that was set? And that is Christ. So I can't think of a better place, a better moment in our rhythm today to celebrate the Lord's Supper because he is our cornerstone. And if you're anything like me, my timing doesn't always line up with God's timing. And it drives me bonkers. Does it drive you crazy? No? Yes? Okay, good. I've got some affirmation there. I'm not the only one. But God's timing is perfect. Mine's not. And so let's go to the wisdom of who the church for centuries has said it's Solomon's wisdom. And there's lots of good conversation about who might have been the author of Ecclesiastes. But it is God's wisdom for us this morning, and let's turn there together. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under, the, under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain, 
A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. We are experiencing a new time and a new season at Grand Memorial. And just as God has been faithful yesterday, God will remain faithful today and tomorrow. And like I said, and you agreed with me because you're in this with me, sometimes I... When my timing doesn't work, I, I get frustrated with God. I get frustrated with what God might be doing. I get frustrated because maybe I just flat out disagree. And I want you to know that that's okay to be frustrated with God's timing. The question is, what do you do with it? When you're frustrated with God's timing, it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't trust God. It doesn't necessarily mean that you lack faith. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're fearful. Do you know what it means? It means that God knows something that you don't know. And that God put eternity in your hearts to know the in-betweens, the beginning and the ends. That God put that desire for you to know in your heart because God wants you to draw closer to him. God wants you to be in a deep and meaningful relationship with him. And so it's okay to be frustrated in this change of rhythm. It's going to take us a little bit of time to get used to the new rhythm of our lives on Sunday mornings. But the question I have for you is, what are you doing with that frustration? What are you doing with that sadness? What are you doing with that mourning? I'm thinking about what Jesus did at the very early part of his ministry as his population continued as as his popularity continued to grow, as he was teaching and healing people, more and more people started gathering around him, listening to the teacher because they wanted to hear what he had to say. They wanted to know that what he was saying was going to bring comfort to their lives. And thousands of people gather around from all different places of life. And he sits down and he teaches them. And he says, blessed are you who mourn, for you will be comforted. He's reaching those who are mourning and sad and saying, you will be comforted. You are not alone. That God is faithful. And faithful 
in your life and in mine and in our community, God is faithful and will never leave you or forsake you and wants to be in a deep relationship with you. So what are you doing with that question of maybe frustration with God? We're, I know the time is changing. There's a time to plant and a time to uproot. Okay, I get it, God, I, I get it. But can you sit in that moment and invite the Holy Spirit to be there with you? Because maybe God is doing something in you that needs to be done as God shapes you and transforms you into the man and woman that God created you to be. And God uses these seasons of life to bring about change in you because God sees who you are and loves you as the child of God that you are. So I can't think of a better place to be in the midst of this change together. I have a good friend of mine who says over and over, we're better together. Because as we are together, we remind one another about what God is doing in our lives and we move forward towards Christ together. The mission of Grand Memorial has not changed. And so long as God gives me breath, that's my mission. To know Christ and to make Christ known that God has called us for this moment in this season to make Christ known to our community because our community needs the hope of the gospel to hear that they are forgiven in Christ and that they're new creations in Christ. We have the best message on the planet. And our vision of Christ is unchanged because he is our Lord and Savior together. Who reminds me that we are better together than apart. And it is true, we are better together. But here's how I want you to be together in the next week. As you're processing the change of rhythm, it's like a blown tire that you're driving. And it just feels uncomfortable. I want you to open your hands physically and hold them out and say, Lord, what do you have for me today in this? What are you teaching me right now? What do I need to see in this? Because it's going to happen this week. It's already happening to me. And then, not only that, I want you to turn to the person who might be next to you and invite them into that space and share with them how God is speaking to you in that moment and what God might be working in you in that moment because maybe the word that you receive is for them and maybe not for you. But I pray and I hope that it will be for you a word of encouragement. So my challenge for you is this week when the, it feels like the rhythm is not in sync, just pause for a moment 
and hold your hands out and say, God, what do you have for me right now? What do I need to see? And wait patiently for God to speak. And then share it with someone else. Is that something we can commit to doing together this week? Because that's living in the kingdom here and now, listening for the Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Island Recast. For more information, please go to gmpc.org.